Hey, small business owners. Do you struggle to decide whether workers should be classified as employees or contractors? Did you know that the Department of Labor has just finalized a new rule about worker classification? On today's show, I talk with an HR expert to help you understand the six factors to take into consideration when deciding if someone is a contractor or an employee. Hey everybody, welcome to Small Biz Flash, your briefing on small business news, trends, and insights. I'm your host, Adam Hewitt. Thanks for joining me. Stay tuned, because if you mess up the classification of workers, it could cost you big time. And we're going to get to this important topic shortly. But first, the news roundup. Banks report that fraudulent ACH activity is on the rise, and this is a problem for small businesses. There are all sorts of ways that criminals can gain your banking credentials and initiate unauthorized transfers, including cyber attacks. While victims who are individuals have 60 days to report fraud, victims that are businesses must report the fraud within 24 hours. After 24 hours, the business becomes liable for the transaction. According to a recent report from Atlanta's WSB-TV Channel 2 News, a local real estate firm lost $17,000 from their checking account because they didn't realize the funds were gone until two days after the transfer. To help protect your small business from ACH fraud, check your business accounts daily for unauthorized activity and talk to your bank about other protective measures you can put into place. Additionally, Train your employees to be vigilant against social engineering attacks and shore up your cybersecurity. Speaking of cybersecurity, it's not nearly good enough in many small businesses, according to a new study by commercial insurance carrier Hiscox. The 2023 Cyber Readiness Report found that while the median cost of cyber attacks for small businesses decreased, from $10,000 in 2022 to $8,300 in 2023, the percentage of small businesses falling victim to an attack rose from 38% in 2022 to 41% in 2023. Even though median IT budgets saw a 10% increase and cybersecurity spending was up 24% in the last 12 months, 59% of small companies reported they don't train their employees in cybersecurity awareness. A little over half of small businesses, 53%, have some sort of cyber insurance. Small business owners think college graduates entering the workforce don't have realistic expectations about the working world, according to a recent survey. 91% say colleges and universities are fostering unrealistic expectations about post-graduation and professional life. 63% of owners thought college graduates often have unrealistic expectations about salary, and 62% say graduates have difficulty adjusting to the number of hours required on the job. Half of owners polled say graduates' expectations are off-base about the level of difficulty regarding the work they will need to perform. You can find more information on this and other stories in the News Roundup by going to the links in the show notes. Hey owners, allow me a quick moment to tell you about our sponsor, 
SBS Accounting and Advisors. Many entrepreneurs struggle with their business's finances, but you should enjoy your business and get back to doing what you do best. I know the folks over at SBS, and you can trust them to professionally manage your bookkeeping, accounting, taxes, and payroll. So go to sbsaccountants.com today and set up a free 30-minute consultation. Use the promo code FLASH to get 20% off your setup fee. You can find their website and the special offer in the show notes. We're excited to have today Karen Moss uh, with Innovative Outsourcing. She is the senior HR consultant over there. And we've had Karen on our show before, so you may recognize her voice. So, Karen, thanks so much for coming back again. Oh, absolutely, Adam. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be with you today. Absolutely. Well, this the topic we're going to be discussing today is just very timely and very important. So small business owners, really dial in and listen today. Um, we're going to be talking about the independent contractor rule that the Department of Labor uh, just uh, finalized. And this is um, so important because, number one, a lot of people get this wrong. Um, they have gotten it wrong in the past. They probably will get it wrong in the future. Um, number two, there could be some serious consequences um, if you do get it wrong, not the least of which could be lawsuits um, from disgruntled employees, uh, contractors, etc. Um, there's just all sorts of things that could go wrong here. So we're going to um, kind of dive right in because we don't have a lot of time and there's a lot of complexity to this. Um, so Karen, uh, we were talking off mic and you said, you know, one of the things that happens when you go into a company and you're doing an HR audit for them is that sometimes I'm trying to figure out who's an employee and who, a, who is a contractor and mm -hmm. people just kind of self um, designate themselves one or the other, or the employer will just kind of decide um, without really having a, a great idea of how to do that. So can you unpack that for us? Sure. No, that's very true. And it's um, maybe it's hard to believe, but there are many times where, when we're asking them about, well, how did you decide that someone is classified as a contractor? And the answer I have gotten is, well, we asked, you know, the, the, the worker said that they'd rather be paid as a contractor rather than an employee. And so that actually happens. And that is not the correct way to make the decision. Uh, you have to really look at the Fair Labor Standards Act. That's where this final rule comes into play. And essentially, the Fair Labor Standards Act outlines a number of different factors to look at to really right. determine whether someone is truly a contractor or an employee. And, and before we go through those six factors, I also want to just kind of mention it's also not the prerogative, um, according to the law, of the company just to say, hey, we want to make you a contractor. We don't want to hire you as an employee. Even if it's some some uh, small business owners have the idea, well, you know, maybe I'll make them a contractor for 90 days or for 180 days or whatever, and then I'll make them an employee. But that's not really how it works, right? No, it, it's the same thing. You know, whether it's the worker that says, hey, I'd rather be paid as a contractor, or if the employer decides we'd rather pay you as a contractor for whatever reason, no, that is not how it works. You have to look at these factors um, that are defined under the Fair Labor Standards Act. This final rule came out in January of this year, 
And it's actually effective, I believe, March 11th of this year. Right. Okay. So let's take a look at those six factors and, um, and these, you know, we're kind of getting a little bit, um, unfortunately, this is a government regulation. It's going to be, some of it's going to be complex. Uh, and, and well, let's go through the six of those and then maybe we sure. can kind of take a step back and talk about the overall, you know, the, the big picture. Sure. So the first one is the opportunity for profit or loss, depending on managerial skill. Um, and I will say, and, and we're going, Adam and I, and I talked about this, uh, we are going to provide a link for you to this particular DOL website because there's some really good information here about how each of these factors are defined, as well as just Q&A. Right. So we'll, uh, find, we'll provide those in the show notes. Right. That's right. Second one, investments by the worker and the potential employer. The third one, degree of permanence of the work relationship. The fourth one, nature and degree of control. The fifth one, extent to which the work performed is an integral part of the employer's business. And then finally, skill and initiative. So again, I think it's important to look at some examples and what each of those really means and how that applies to a particular position in your business. So Karen, um, that's very helpful. And those six, the way I understand the regulation, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, is that those six, you have to look at all of them in totality, that no one is, and I hope I'm saying this word correctly, dispositive, um, but that they, any one of the six could be the the one thing that kind of pushes you over the line for determining that it's not a contractor, but it's an, an employee, um, but that they all kind of uh, play together in the same sandbox, so to speak. Um, and that no one is more important than another necessarily. It just depends on the situation. So, so let's stop there. And am I correct in the way I've interpreted that? No, that's absolutely correct. So it's not that one is weighted more than the other. So you're absolutely correct in the way that you explain that, Adam. This has been really helpful, Karen. Thank you so much. Um, oh, my pleasure. Folks, if you want to get in touch with Karen or Innovative Outsourcing, we're going to have her contact information in the show notes as well. So thanks so much, Karen, for being with us. Um, we really appreciate your time. You're welcome, Adam. Thanks for listening to the show. Let me ask a quick favor. Would you please tell someone about the podcast and then rate and review it on your favorite podcast app? That helps others find the show. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.